Okay. Um, well, should we just dive into it? Or or is there, I mean, do we need to do any prep? I'm not sure. Oh, wait, am I hearing an echo? Oh, wait, no, it's gone. Okay. For a second there, I thought I heard an echo. Like, one of the things that I also was looking up that took me a while was, because um, I, I remember reading somewhere that uh, TV tropes started because of uh, them cataloging Buffy the Vampire Slayer tr- uh, cliches. Mm-hmm. And but like I said, like I remember reading that, but I don't remember it being cited anywhere. Right, right. So I actually had to look a couple of places to find the origins of TV tropes, which is not easy to find on the TV tropes thing itself. And it was basically kind of buried in the site description on the uh, Wikipedia page. So, but I found it. Uh, but I don't know. Do you, do you just want to like kind of follow a format like we do for like Beast Wars? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. That's what that's what I was thinking. But I can see you're unimpressed, so leave me be. Let me rest in peace. Let me get some sleep. Let me take my love and bury it. Hold it six foot deep. I can lay my body down, but I can't find my sweet relief. Welcome to War and Beast, or from or the Stakes of Wrath, or Slayers in Love, or Slay Miz, or uh, Nine Works by J D. Slanger, the old man, the old vamp, and the Slayer, Slayer House Five, The Call of the Giles, Brand Stakers Dracula, A Tale of Two Buffies, uh, and finally, or or maybe we're called the Sonnets of William Shakespeare. I'm not sure what the title of this is, but. Those are some ideas. No, this is a bonus episode of War and Beast uh, that I have, uh, in which I have hijacked the show. Uh, I'm your host, Kendall, and I'm Jordan. Hi, I'm here too. Yep, I I uh, I kidnapped Jordan and uh, forced him to watch an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Emily's working, and uh, Greg is still being updated. Um, or is that what the joke was? Yeah, upgraded. Upgraded. <laughs> also, he's also well. He no, he's he's upgraded. He just had to. He's got the. He's got a. So, he's got all the software updates. <laughs> yeah, that's. No. Yeah, it got it got the fresh OS. So now we have to spend all that time just getting the updates. <laughs> okay, so uh, actually, we should probably. What uh? So so um. I'll I guess I'll say my background with Buffy um. So this is the we're talking about uh, the Buffy the Vampire episode, uh, season two, episode sixteen, uh, bewitched. What's it called? Bewitched, bewildered, and something. And bothered. And bothered. Or no, bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. Okay. See, I'm prepared. <laughs> bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. Yeah. Uh, which um, it technically takes place on Valentine's Day. So that's or. <laughs> the beginning of it takes place on Valentine's Day. It's not really a... Uh, that's okay. That's okay. It's good justification to watch a Buffy episode. I'd still say it's kind of like a holiday Valentine's episode. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a... It's definitely like a cheesy... A cheesy rent... Like a love cliche thing. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Um, <laughs> And uh, so, so yeah. Uh, I, want, I wanted to do it. 
so I have uh, been a big fan of everything that Joss Whedon has done. Uh, Firefly, Doctor Horrible, and of course, and Dollhouse, and The Avengers, and uh, Buffy, and and Angel. All of it. I like it a lot. Uh, and I've seen... When I first started dating my wife, that was like one of the fir- one of the shows that we bonded over. We watched all of Buffy and all of Angel together, and then I actually read uh, a bunch of the Buffy and Angel comics until I stopped. Um, so that's my background with Buffy. Lots of lots of Buffy. Um, <laughs> how about you, Jordan? What are you, so, what's your background with Buffy? So as much as like I kind of came to Joss Whedon's stuff uh, after the fact after. Firefly was gone, which I did get to see eventually and and stuff. So, but I was around like when I actually was like realizing, oh wait, this guy actually kind of writes things I kind of like. Was when Dollhouse was on, so at least I was like trying mm-hmm. to watch that when it was on. Yeah, I which, really, I really, I really like Dollhouse. I, yeah, I really kind of like that premise. Like it, it had a good story, and I actually remember getting some of the comics that they used to try and like you know give a better ending after they, it got canceled and they had to finish it mm-hmm. on, on, on TV. Um, but Buffy was actually kind of one of those, like the TV series was one of those things that I never actually sat down and watched. Like it became kind of a thing where I knew a lot about it. Thanks to, you know, my friends and, and it being kind of like a, uh, I guess mainstream kind of ish, cultural nerd thing Uh you know so so there was a lot of stuff that i knew about there was things about it i like my friends like i have sit with my friends on long car rides and have listened to like a lot of the musical episode before and stuff but i have not actually sit down and watched the entire an entire episode through so this is is the first time you've watched an entire episode of of buffy (laughs) cool like I, I have seen the the original movie, and like I know they're very different, but mm. I I don't know. Like I think I'm pretty sure Buffy was one of those movies that uh, when I because I saw or like you know when I was a kid um, was one of like the first movies I saw that had a stinger after the credits, mm. and I don't know why, but I always like. Like I really like that, and I think that was like the start of me just like always enjoying when they do su- stupid things after the credits. And if I don't know if anyone remembers, but that the singer was basically, um, I think it it was their version of Spike, who uh, like the running gag where like she she staked him and he just was like going like oh uh, and like he wouldn't die like he spent mm. like five minutes just gasping in pain before he like kind of collapsed and just stayed dead. And then at the at the end of the credits, they just it basically just cut back to him still doing that before he fell <laughs> down, dead again. And I think he was played by uh, uh, oh, wasn't that? Hold on. I don't. Yeah, I really don't remember the. I mean, I know he. It wasn't. It wasn't literally Spike. That that character was not yeah. Spike. That's a because because Spike okay. is is introduced in in the show, uh, but but. Uh, I vaguely remember it was a long time ago that I watched the the Buffy movie one time and it didn't really oh, okay. stick with okay. me that much. Yeah, um Paul Rubens played played them and they called him uh Amelin Lefty. Like Lefty I think I remember because he mm-hmm. got his arm ripped off. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's so that's interesting. Um, I guess we'll get into it more as we go. But like, did you feel like you were? Because this was actually, I think, a pretty, a pretty good. I mean, I would say in the top thirty percent of episodes to see completely out of context. Yeah, like I mean, I was able to follow it, and as I said, like there was a couple of things that I kind of knew thanks to osmosis or looking up. Right. Like the only thing that I was lost, like lost on, like in without any context at all, was what was going on between. Giles and um, what's her name? The other teacher, uh, Jennifer and, Calendar. Yeah, yeah, and I and I'm and I'm pretty sure you know, like I could guess like something happened in a previous episode or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I couldn't follow what was going on. It's just that it was like, oh, I don't know the exact details of it. Right. Well, I will. I will be sure to provide context because this is not only so. It, this is why I got so excited about this episode, season two, and particular particularly the the time where. Where Spike's evil and Angelus is evil, Spike's evil for a, a decent amount of time. But uh, but where you know where where Angel is Angelus, like that's like that's like probably my favorite stretch of the series. I I, I actually remember because like season three was kind of a step down, and then it sort of like the other seasons were were like they they never. I never really achieved the high of of the second se- of the second season, and I watched, like I watched all seven seasons and the five seasons of Angel over the course of like six months. So, so like I have I had very I was I was very you know when when I say I wasn't as as excited, we're talking like you know it's by it's by degrees like like uh, I was still I was still watching like five episodes a night. But, but like, you know, I, maybe during the, but I was, I was just, I was just more excited about those. This is just, this is my favorite. This is my favorite run. Like, like evil spike, evil angel. Uh, Drusilla was actually like pretty fun in this episode. We got a cameo from Jonathan, uh, and, um, and harmonies in it. And Cordelia is like human. I think this is like, (laughs) This is like one of the first times that Cordelia seems like a, an actual character. It's a great episode. Let's uh, let's uh, let's dive right into it because because we're used to talking about a we're used to talking about a twenty two minute episode, and this is more than twenty two minutes. Yeah. So uh, so the cold open here is um, is uh, Buffy and Xander are uh, talking. Xander has. Xander is dating Cordelia. That's the other thing about these early seasons is like the, the romantic relationships are like sort of, you know, Buffy's one of those shows that everybody dates everybody. (laughs) And, uh, so, so like, I actually really real real high school kind of, or at least a media high school kind of version of, of what was going on back in the, in your teenage years. Right. Right. Well, and, I think I don't even think me. I would I would say yeah that that if you have a a, a co-ed group of friends that various that everybody ends up dating everyone else at some point. I think that that is a thing that happens in high school to some extent. Uh, yeah, and if you throw in like supernatural terrors and problems and defying <laughs> things, it's bound to cause some you know overlapping bonds there. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, so it starts off. Uh, yeah, Xander has bought. Uh, Cordelia, a like heart necklace thing, and uh, and Buffy 
is sort of uh, giving him a little bit of a good-natured jive, and, and Xander's kind of being like, you know, I'm a little bit tired of you guys making fun of me for dating Cordelia. And... Uh, which is it's this this scene I I, I just I like I really like this scene because you can see that that she that they're I don't know they've got very nuanced it's a nuanced scene it's not just it's not just Xander Xander saying stuff and then Buffy being mean to him or something yeah you can tell that they're good friends is basically right like, right like and that they've known each other for a while and and things like that like. Basically, one of those things is that they've got a good rapport going. Right, right, definitely, and uh, and I mean, I think I think that's actually that's really one of the things that that the show does really well is is the characters having uh, stuff. And I, I just I really liked when Buffy said, "I'm happy for you too." Almost really, <laughs> that that was pretty great. She just can't hold in how much she. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and, and literally, literally up to this. So, so just for a little bit of context, cause that's what I'm going to do a bunch in this show, I think. Uh, so Cordelia and Xander sort of like they got, I, I don't remember the specifics of it, but like a few episodes ago, they like were hiding from a monster and got trapped in a closet and accidentally made out with each other. And then it sort of happened three or four times after that. Cause as you can see from the, as you know, from this episode, like Xander's kind of the dorky, the yeah. dorky kid. And then, uh, and then Cordelia is the super popular kind of, uh, mean girl type character. So <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm just trying to imagine. Cause I know I've heard somewhere where else was like, Oh man, these makeouts just keep accidentally happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens. And, and I, I guess at this point they're at this point, like they're officially dating Cordelia has sort of been brought in, brought into the into the mix into the the Scooby Gang, although I don't know that they use the term Scooby in this uh, in this incarnate in this uh, thing yet. Um, and then we get our first uh, a nice little uh, very Buffy the Vampire uh, uh, Xander and Buffy are talking, and then they're but they're hanging out in a graveyard because she's got to slay the vampires when they rise, and uh, and and a vampire comes out of the grave. And Buffy has to take him out real fast. Yeah, and this is just where he's like, I, you know, sometimes I think uh, slaying would be easier than dating. Right. <laughs> right. Just, just as, just as he like explains that is when the the vampire springs uh-huh. up on him. Right. And and uh, at this point in the series, Xander isn't really capable of fighting. Like over the course of the series, all the characters sort of get more or less capable. It's sort of like, sort of like power Rangers with at the beginning where Billy couldn't really fight the fight, the bad guys. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, so what do you, so, uh, as you know, this is your first thing. This is a fairly common setup in Buffy. Like she's, she's patrolling, she's hanging out in a graveyard cause she knows that this, that this vampire is going to come out of the grave. Um, and there's that quick little fight. What do you think of that, of that sort of that aesthetic? Uh, the fight seemed pretty okay. I mean, it kind of it kind of makes uh, like I've known people who hang out in in graveyards, so it's not like it's not <laughs> like uh, it's anything out of the ordinary for for teenagers to do. So I mean, mm-hmm. I could imagine that every once in a while she has to just you know avoid some security guard going, "Hey, what are you kids doing here? Get out of here!" <laughs> but other than that, I mean, like it seems pretty. I guess you could say like it it seems pretty organic. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like 
they're trying to push in like that this seems that this is out of place for this for this series or or the characters or anything like that like mm-hmm. like it it it's, it does a very well of basically kind of making it seem like it, like I said before like these the characters are just teenagers who just happen to have this supernatural stuff going on all the time and they're and dealing it in a very real way mm-hmm. which I thought was really great like I really it, it's a really good tone Okay. Okay. So I just realized that we forgot to do trivia. Let's just remember <laughs> to do trivia at the end. Well, since we're sort okay. of into the episode already, um, okay. I I told I just I got excited. Um, <laughs> so uh, the theme song, like every I think every uh, every time we do a rewatch podcast or whatever, uh, or, or you know, you know, everybody gets super excited about the theme song. I mean, there are a few theme songs that are better better than the Buffy theme. Well, that's nice. Like it's it's just a really it's a really good theme. Like this was one when I was watching it live, uh they I would I would never or, or not live, but like when I was when I was watching the, the whole series, I would never skip the theme song because the theme song is so good. Um, yep, and we got Charisma Carpenter and David Boreanis and uh my wife and I kind of uh have this running joke whenever we watch anything. Because you know how um, in opening credits, uh, they always sort of have like, there's sort of like an elder statesman, like an older male character who is the last person that's presented. And it's like, and so-and-so as, you know, and uh, we always say, we always, when, when, whoever the last character, whoever the last one to come on is, we go, and, you know, and, and uh, as, as Giles. <laughs> Because, because it's like, yeah. If, if, and if you don't realize that that's a thing, now that I've mentioned it, you'll notice it. I, I, I yeah, I know. TV shows did that a lot. It was always a lot of fun. Like, um, oh, who did Night Court did that with? I, per- I, don't, oh. I don't. I'm not a Night Court it's expert. Just, it's been a while since I've seen Night Court, though. But yeah, I, I, it is a kind of like a little thing. Yeah, Smallville. Kind of it was, it was the whoever it was that played. Uh, Paul Kent and uh, Richie Cunningham's dad was in hat was was in that spot in Happy Days, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just all it, it it just tends to be like a sort of an elder statesman actor who is like you know the who's who's in the last one, um, which I think is I just I don't I don't know I just thought it was kind of I just always think it's interesting and then yeah the fact that. That my wife and I always say, and and it ended as Giles. Um, okay, I'm trying to do this thing where we where I actually watch it watch it while it's going, <laughs> and like I keep pausing it, and then it's like buffering. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't helpful. Um, Seth Green's in this episode. Yep. Um, so Cordelia walks in, and all of her friends. Uh, don't want to talk to her. Cordelia kind of kind of comes in. She thinks she's going to be the she thinks she's going to be the baddest the baddest bitch, but uh, apparently not. Um, the, now Harmony's the Harmony's the pack leader. They sense weakness. Yeah. <laughs> Harmony. Fun fact. Harmony. Do you know what her last name is? No. Her last name is Kendall. Huh. And uh, uh, like many of the minor characters in the show, she. Uh, she sort of gets 
she sort of gets a, a gets a few a, a decent amount of focus late in the series. Um, eventually, she becomes a vampire and uh, becomes the receptionist for Wolf for Wolfram and Hart in season five of Angel, um, oh. or something like that. Or she she gets a job for working for Angel at Wolfram and Hart. That's like a huge spoiler. Oh well. <laughs> um, I'm gonna assume. I'm gonna assume. I, I'm gonna say lots of spoilers in this episode. Well, now that we're 20 minutes in, we're, and I'm gonna assume that people who are listening either either are listening to this because they are they uh, have watched Buffy because most people watch Buffy, um, or or they will or there are enough there are so many episodes that they will have forgotten it by the time they got there. If 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 this is what inspires them to to watch Buffy. That is true. There, there's so many episodes. <laughs> yeah, seven seasons. Real, and, and then the comics, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And, uh, yeah, so so then we're moving in, uh, and it's the... Uh, they're in the classroom, and uh, Xander's happy that his paper's going to give him a D-. minus. Um, so Xander is definitely not the smart character. No, such high aspirations, though. <laughs> and then we've got Amy shows up. Willow, Willow, at this point has just started dating Oz, which is uh, Seth Green's character. That's why she's very excited to uh, to say that her boyfriend is playing in the band at the Bronze, which is the uh, which is the bar that all the high schoolers hang out at. You know how you know how you always hung out at the at the at the bar when you're in high school. Like the Jim and Juice Bar, or the <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the does uh, the bronze? Oh yeah, we do see the bronze because we see uh, we see Dingo's ate my baby in this, but it's that's not just a juice bar. <laughs> that yeah. is definitely an alcohol bar. But they must yeah. they must have uh, all ages shows. Yeah, like um, back in I'm trying to remember when. Like I did actually work at like a sideshow pizza place that had like a all ages club that basically like that it bec- honestly because there was nothing else around they basically had just Fridays and Saturday nights they would just let teenagers come in and and turn it into like a dance club but uh-huh. you know there was no alcohol there or at least <laughs> they, we didn't uh, sell alcohol there mm-hmm. well maybe they maybe they don't maybe they don't sell well, that doesn't mean that people didn't bring alcohol, though. Yeah. So they're all turning in their papers, and Amy, whose uh, whose mother was a witch in the first season, uh, apparently is doing something of her own because she's ha- tricks the teacher into taking her paper. She hands her nothing but air. Yeah. Which, which. That seems like it would not be a very effective spell. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's because she kept eye contact. Well, but, I mean, you could trick the teacher into thinking that you handed her a paper, but the teacher's not grading the paper. Yeah, it's... I mean, is she is she just is she just trying to buy, like, an extra couple hours and then she's gonna like slip it is there a whole b plot that was cut from this where she's <laughs> she's finishing the paper in her study hall and then she's gonna slip it into the teacher's uh into the teacher's bag i don't know um i was gonna say i do know people who who if they could pull that off they would do that 
or basically like would go up and like I'm it's like it does you know be like are you sure it has to be like an F if I don't turn it in right now because I just want to go over it like one more time uh-huh. or I had trouble printing it out blah 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 you know basically just just a few more minutes or something like that or a day or extension or something mm-hmm. so like I wouldn't be surprised if she really really did just do that to buy her some time mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah that's yeah that that's true or maybe uh or maybe she turned it in early. Hours. Maybe she turned it in early and she just wanted to practice. Or, <laughs> or or she or she just didn't want to she just wanted to avoid confrontation. Oh, uh, there's there's so many reasons we could probably think of. Oh, you know what the actual reason is? She uh she probably the plan is that she she's going to be like you saw me I handed it in and the teacher's going to be like but but I didn't get it. And uh, this is, I mean, they have computers because uh, Jennifer Callender is the computer teacher. But maybe, maybe this was early enough. Maybe this episode was early enough that it wasn't just like assumed that you would have an extra copy of your paper. So this is basically her version of the check is in the mail. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or, or, well, no, she just, she just the 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 teacher comes back to her. And she's like, I didn't get it. And she's like, No, I gave it to you. Remember, Sorry, I gave it. To you. And she's like, Oh yeah, you did. I must have lost it. Okay, you get an A. <laughs> uh. And so, so Buffy's gonna be by herself on Valentine's Day uh, because uh, because see uh, more context. This is why this part of the series is so awesome. So Angel uh, is the vampire with a soul, um, and he achieved perfect happiness when he was a little bit creepy and um, had sex with Buffy earlier in the season. And uh, and the um, there was a gypsy curse on him that uh, that which is what restored his soul back hundreds of years ago or whatever. And if he achieves perfect happiness, then, uh, then he will lose his soul. So he's lost his soul in this, in this stretch of episodes. That's why he's a bad guy. Um, and, uh, and Buffy's sad because, uh, you know, he's gonna, he's trying to murder her and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so she's gonna watch movies with her mom or something like that. Um, and, Xander comes up, right? And yep. that's when Yeah, now Xander he was he was standing behind Amy when she pulled that trick. Yeah. Yeah. Which so. is a I think she should have checked before anyone else was in the room when she pulled it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think it works here because um cuz she doesn't cuz at this point even though there's been weird stuff happening for the last year or so um it's not like public vampires and magic and all that stuff isn't isn't public knowledge um, the way that it sort of slowly becomes common knowledge as the as the series goes on. Um, it's a it's a little bit more. Um, so, uh, yeah. So uh, and Giles shows up and he wants to talk to Buffy and Je- Jenny Callender shows up and pines after Giles a little bit. <sighs> Um, if I remember, did you notice, yeah, did you notice the poster behind her? Because I actually, for some reason, it got my attention and I paused it to see what it was. It basically like says like it has a 
at the very bottom it has a picture of a wheelchair, but above it in like big white letters on a black background, it says, if fourth hour English seems endless, try sitting in here for 40 years. And basically it's a, it's an anti-drinking yeah. Uh, yeah. Thing. I'm like that's I don't remember my my like anti-drugs and drinking posters in high school being lo- that dark. I I 100% remember that kind of thing. I totally yeah, I I mean it may have just depend maybe it depended on the high school or depended on you oh, are stuff. you're a few years older than me. Um although yeah. this was a few years before I was in high school. Um but yeah, that I mean that does seem like the kind of thing that yeah, anti it's probably specifically anti drunk driving. Yeah. Um cuz I that's what I always remember in high school. I was like I was like re- it's really depressing that they're they're so anti drunk driving. None of us are 21 in high school. So we probably shouldn't be drinking. Um Yes. But- <laughs> Look Look, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I I was a good kid in high school and such like that. But I knew that <laughs> that the whole idea was like, oh, you're not supposed to drink before eighteen or drive before eighteen, drink before twenty one, all that stuff. Yeah. Like I knew no one followed. Like in general, not everyone followed that. Like they're that that and that pe- you know that at parties and stuff like that, there was always a the possibility that uh, someone would have some alcohol and be drinking uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I, I still think, I still think that it would have, it would have been better to at least like say you shouldn't be drinking, <laughs> even if you sort of know that some people are gonna are gonna do it. Uh, focusing on the um, the drinking the and driving just driving. seemed kind of kind of weird. Uh, but I mean, you know, whatever. I guess. I mean, I guess it's uh, teaching. It's like abstinence-only education or something. Maybe you have to be, you have to be uh, aware of what people are going to do, and then if they're going to do it, how to be safe or something. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just never. I just. Never, I was. A, I was a very good kid because I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get um, invited to those kinds of parties. I guess. Uh, uh. I, I I was tangentially in theater a lot, so mm. so I was in like I was at parties, but most of the like I'd say at least you know fifty percent of the parties I went to with theater groups were, were all good kids anyway, so it wasn't like you know anything bad would happen, or even if someone did bring bring stuff, would it like would ever basically no one would be trashed or to the point where like it would ruin the party. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I I didn't drink in high school, but I did drink in college and I definitely went to those kinds of parties where it, it, I did know that like, if if there's a difference between a parties that's full of 21 year olds and a party that's full of 18 year olds and there's, and there's alcohol because the ones with the 18 year olds with alcohol, it's like the person like drinks like one, like half of a beer. And they're like, oh, I'm so bad, and it's because uh, you know the kid. They don't know what they're drinking, and a little bit goes a long way. And they also don't like the taste. So, <laughs> whereas that's the craziness and, is the ones where the, where there's older people there. And it was funny because in college, like uh, because I have a summer birthday, I was actually kind of a year older than most kids in my uh-huh. grade. In and so I was basically 
like I hit 21 before any of my friends, a full year before them. And so I had to be the liquor mule mm. for, for them. And they like, uh, like sent me in place and I went in and out and I would go in there and get like three or four bottles with whatever, uh, money I had or stuff like that. The guy would be like, and he's like, and this is all for you, right? Cause you know, you can't give this to minors. So I'm like, yes, yes, I know. <laughs> and be, just be you know just calm and straight and stuff like that and i do remember one time when i like came back and i'm like so what did you get and he's like well you guys gave me like uh you know like a couple of you know just some money and stuff like that so i tried to find something that had the highest alcohol content for the least amount of money <laughs> and, I, and i found this thing called bacardi 151 <laughs> I, that bottle lasted almost the whole year for someone. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, Bacardi 151, that lasts. <laughs> we we had, uh, my friend Nick had a, had a bottle of Bacardi 151 that he brought to every party for like three years. He would, he went through this phase where he would like have a box of bottles that had like a shot and a half left of, uh, of whatever, of whatever in them, and he'd bring the box to the party, and then, like, he'd also buy a bottle of something that we actually were drinking at the time, and then we would just drink that. <laughs> okay, so, you know, away from underage drinking. Um, don't, kids, don't drink if you're not 21. Like, seriously, drinking, like, joking aside, though, I basically waited till I was 21 to drink, um, uh, not a hun- not a hundred percent, but but for the most part, and I feel like my drinking experience has been a lot more positive than a lot of other people, because first of all, you're you like appreciate it more. Second of all, your tolerance isn't as high, at least at first. Usually and the friends you have around you at that point in your life are much more, like I guess you could say, responsible and such like that, or at least know what's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To some extent, and even, but you, I mean, even if you have un- irresponsible friends, because I made lots of stupid decisions still and stuff. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's just like being worried that you're gonna get that you're gonna get in trouble. You know, being worried that that you're doing something illegal. You know, having to like like sit in the car while your friend goes in and. And gets alcohol, or even like I was also usually the a little bit older, um, so I may have I may have at one point. Yeah, let's redact that statement. Um, (laughs) You can't prove it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like it's just the experience is just so much better when you don't have to worry about that when you can just waltz into a liquor store and buy it and then go home and drink or. Uh, also, also, I am of the opinion that drinking alone is one of the most underrated activities. Drinking alone is great because you're not because if you drink at home and you're alone, you're not going to have to drive home. You're not going to accidentally sleep with the wrong person. You know, the worst thing you can do is like drunk dial somebody, or or <laughs> get the get the urge to get like McDonald's and drive or something. But like that's. That's going to happen in any alcoholic situation. Um, but that's just my opinion. I think uh, I like I like drinking alone. Put on a put on a show. Uh, have an impromptu drinking game. Um, 
which actually Buffy, uh, there's there's a lot of like Buffyisms that I that that I, I would say you have to drink lots of times. <laughs> Although not so much in this episode. This episode doesn't doesn't have those tropes. So yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, you, you said you didn't really understand uh, the context with Jennifer Calendar. Yeah. Um, so she is she is a descendant of the of the gypsy people who did the gypsy curse on Angel. Um, and she did something, I, she did something in a previous episode that kept him from getting his soul back or something like that. I'm not, or, or something like they're mad at her. Basically. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure specifically what she did, but it had to do with her being against angel. And so everybody's mad at her, Hmm. but don't worry. She dies in the next episode. Oh, one of the a, she's a very like that was a, it's what you call what I call a Joss Whedon moment or a, it's one of those uh, it's one of those sudden sudden deaths of a of a major character <laughs> happens in the next episode spoilers um, well yeah there there is a reason why the term getting Jost is yeah. uh, is around yeah that's yeah she's definitely that um so Giles is explaining uh, that Angel. Uh, Angel doesn't uh, does does some crazy stuff on his uh, on on his uh, on Valentine's Day uh, to the uh, ladies that he's crazy or angelus rather because he's angelus when he's evil. Um, uh, does he say anything about? It? No, I don't think he says anything about a puppy in this scene. Does he? No, but uh, it was like one of the. She says, uh, "What was it?" She was like. She basically so what was it like? And he's and Giles just like what? Well, brood displays blah blah blah. And she's like like what? And he's like uh, I'm not going to go into details. <laughs> and she's like that bad. Yeah, yeah. It's <sighs> but yeah, yeah. And it's a little uh, thing. Um, do 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 do. Yeah, he tells her to stay off the streets. Um. I'm fast forward a little bit because this is just a scene with exposition. Uh, okay, and then we go to. Did I fast forward too far? Did did Xander? Did we have the scene where Xander control? No, no, they haven't broken up yet. Okay, so then we cut to the bronze. Um, oh, we got that little scene with uh, Spike, Drusilla, and and oh. Angel first before the bronze. Okay, I'm. I did go too far then. So. Yeah, Spike and these three are awesome. <laughs> and I, like I said, like I, even though I didn't like know the uh, what was truly going on or anything like that, it was pretty e- easy to tell what was going on just in this one scene. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 the, the uh, dynamics of their relationship, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, Spike is is injured or faking his, I don't know if it's established that he's faking his injury or injury or not at this point. Um, I don't, you know, cause I'm not sure hundred percent where we're at, but, uh, Spike is awesome. Um, he's, uh, everybody's favorite character, um, from the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, yeah, it's very interesting. Oh, and Eddie and angel shows up and, cause Spike gives, Spike gives Drusilla, who is his insane girlfriend, uh, a, a necklace, and then Angel shows up and gives her like the still beating heart of a of a shop girl. 
<laughs> which is uh, which is pretty great. Which is apparently something she really likes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drusilla is Drus- so Drusilla when she was a human was insane. Like she was a she was in a in a convent, and uh, and like sort of ha- was was insane. So that was like one of the most evil things that Spike did as a vampire as he turned her. Um, he turned her into an, a, vam- a vampire, so she'd be you know you'd have this insane person is an immortal. So that's why she's so weird. Hmm. But uh, yeah. But she's she's cool. Yeah, their dynamic is really is really neat. See, Dingo's ate my baby. Um, with uh, Seth Green as uh, this is the first time we see Oz, right? In the in the episode, what did you think yeah. of Oz? Uh, that's the thing. It's like I I I see Seth Green, and really all I see is Seth Green. So. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I I understand I understand and, what you're saying there. And plus, like, uh, for the first scene that we see him, he's just playing guitar, he's so he's guitar, just in a yeah. band. So it's just basically, which is it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but we don't really actually get his characterization of him because yeah. he's he's busy. He's literally although, busy. although his yeah, his uh, his <laughs> the lead singer of Dingo's Ate My Baby is very is going for that like Eddie Vedder voice, yeah. uh, some somewhere between Eddie Vedder and the lead singer of Creed, uh, which uh, is cool. I don't yeah yeah. Uh, will, Oz is I one will, of my favorite characters too. I will say Will's reaction or like her attitude be, be about Oz and and like both at the beginning there are just absolutely adorable. Uh-huh. Where she's like, I think I'm a groupie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um. This is actually a really interesting episode because a lot of the characters are sort of um, they're sort of coming they're coming out of their shells a little bit and uh, and and really starting to develop. Like in the first season, Willow is just the super quiet nerd, and she sort of develops into something else as over the over the course of the show. Um, like she's got her, you know, she's got her hair down in this scene and stuff. And I think uh, most of the time she had her hair in those like braided pigtails. I think she had that in the in the first scene. Um, but she's yeah, she's like super the super quiet nerdy, like quiet girl in a sweater kind of thing. Um, but she's sort of starting to come out of her shell, and, and her relationship with Oz is is one of the is one of the big things that. Um, that sort of relates to that. And Cordelia shows up. Um, and, and the, her, her girls don't like her. <laughs> they shun her. Yeah. Shun. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Cause they just like all turn as one and leave. Uh-huh. Yep. They are, they are all one thing. <laughs> Something with Buffy. Uh, Buffy heard some. Oh, oh, is this where the where Angel left her the roses? Yeah, like, and again, like since that you know I was new to this episode, there I actually did kind of worry about her mother because she did kind of just suddenly disappear. Mm -hmm. And considering, like, like Buffy, I'm guessing, thinking what with the warning she got, you know, maybe she was worried that that uh, Angel was was up to something. Right, right, right. Well, and and um. Uh, we'll see. So the next in the next episode, she actually um, it, like angel is the next episode is is an a, a continuity episode. It's an angel do stuff episode. 
Um, and uh, you see that Angel is actually kind of trying to go after their families and, you know, kind of take out the white hats. Um, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, the, he gave her the roses, which is super creepy. Like, with the note that just says, soon. yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the things that Buffy does so well is um is it it juxtaposes the it's like it mixes it mixes like a teen drama and and sort of and but it sort of embraces the inherent goofiness of that and it's self aware in that in that matter um, but then it also has the horror aspect that it that like legitimate can be it legitimately can be creepy and scary or it can embrace the cheesiness of it all. Um, and it just does that. It does that mix really well. And it was one of the first shows that sort of taught me that that you can have you can have both. You can have uh, a show where where the characters legitimately care about each other, but also you laugh at it, and also you and also you uh, are sca- You know, you're actually scared of these villains, um, which I think is an, a really a really nice test. They did a really good. They did a really good job with it. And. Uh, so, uh, so Xander, I'm sorry, but Xander does not look good in this scene. <laughs> like, like, it's like he's wearing, it's like he's wearing Buffy's dad's sports jacket or something. Cause he says that he let Buffy dre- help dress him. Like he, he does not look good in this. Scene. Like it is not, that outfit does not fit well. Maybe Cordelia just meant that he looks better than normal. Yeah. Well, or or you know maybe um, Cordelia actually because I mean because Cordelia actually likes him like that's that's the interesting dynamic here is that Cordelia really has strong feelings for him she's just kind of trying to hide it and everything you know maybe she doesn't you know she's but yeah it's a nice it's a it, there's a little Cordelia says you look good and he says oh I let Buffy dress me and so I I'm not one that knows much about relationships and all but. That seems like something you don't want to say to, to, to your supposed girlfriend. Is like, oh, this, <laughs> this other girl trusts me. Like even when he, even when he like corrects himself, is like, well, not physically, but she gave me the clothes. You know that kind of thing. That's still kind of weird. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's weird. But he's also, but he also doesn't know. Like this is probably his first girlfriend. You know, he's uh, got he's he's best friends with Willow for his whole life, but like completely platonic, even though she has romantic feelings for him. Um, and then he like sort of he sort of pines after all the all the other girls. Um, but uh, but but but, you know, never expecting to, you know, he's a dog chasing cars with the girls. Um, he does his little speech and then Cordelia breaks up with him. Oh, no. He says, "You know what? It's a good day to break up with someone. Any day but Valentine's Day." <laughs> it it really is like a sh- a shitty thing to do, though. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, she couldn't just wait till like, and he gave her that necklace too. Like, and then right. she like breaks up with him, and she keeps it. Like, like that's that's a thing. Like, like uh, you would think like if you you wouldn't accept the gift because you're breaking up with them. Yeah, like if that was like what you were definitely about to do, uh, I, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't accept it and just you know then say it. But no, she she seems to just think it's fine to take it. Yeah, of course, uh, of course. I guess Cordelia's 
Cordelia's rich too, so maybe she maybe material things aren't as you know, she doesn't realize that Xander was probably scooping ice cream for weeks. Oh, he says he says, Are you short were you running short on dramatic irony? Which is a really good line. Xander's Xander's also really interesting in this episode to me because he was super obnoxious and terrible and everything uh for for like uh oh and the guy kind of walks up to him and says, Dude, way to get yeah. dumped. Yeah. <laughs> like like for someone who is like not popular or or is like I guess lower end on there, a uh, lot of people seem to know what's going on with him. And yeah, are, and are quite and quite uh, what's the word friendly or or feel like they can e- can easily say stuff about him to his face. Yeah. Like usually it, to me, it, it always seemed like when people would make fun of someone, it was always either behind their back or they just didn't think they were worth the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. That's how. I mean, that's how actual. I think that's how actual high school works. You don't have the. That that like uh, th- this effect of everyone just abusing you as you wa- kicking you while you're down. I don't think that happens as much in in real high school as it does in TV high school. Although although uh, Harmony gets a pretty good burn here when she says, "Gee, Xander, maybe you should learn a second language." <laughs> that uh, so even more girls can reject you. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't even. No, I just feel bad because that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's, uh, like he, it's like he didn't ask for this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And then he and then he says. Uh, then he decides to to get Amy to help him. Uh, and this this conversation, like so much of the show, is about these little these little back and forths. Xander says. Uh, yeah. Xander says, "Oh, blackmail is such a is such a uh, nasty word." <laughs> She says, "I didn't yeah, say blackmail." Oh yeah, but wait, I was about did, to did blackmail we you. He grabbed Amy. Uh, well, yeah, he yeah he grabbed Amy. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to move through a little bit quicker because we're like yeah. uh, less than halfway through and it's already been almost an hour. So so just the the pacing. I think we have to um, speed it up. Speed okay. it up. Let it go as we uh, let it l- let the let the show. I'll let the show run as we talk a little bit. Yeah. As opposed to pausing it and then talking and then letting it go and then. Like you would with a uh, longer. I specifically told you not to fall asleep. Com- t- uh, phone. Oh. Okay. Oh well. I know what happens in this scene. Basically. Uh, yeah. He he blackmails Amy because he caught her being a witch. Uh huh. And, and here's he. And here's where and here's where Xander becomes like you see sort of the he's not all good. Yeah. Because he just went. He doesn't even actually love Cordelia. Like, like he wants to give it a shot, and he wants, you know, he wants to stick with it and stuff. But really, he just wants to make Cordelia love him so that he can reject her and her, her, hurt yeah, her. Also, he, he, bas- he doesn't want to love Spell because he wants her to love love him. He wants it so he can get revenge. Like that is literally what he says. Like she's and mm-hmm. Amy's like, but you know, you need a pure intent for a love spell, and she's like, my intent's pure, pure revenge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah. It's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty because yeah. That's that's what makes Xander's character so interesting. Is like he's got this like he's got this he's got the lovable dork 
but also he's really annoying. But also he's got kind of a mean streak to him. Um, and uh, yeah, so then Buffy confronts Giles and is and he's like, uh, you know, what's what's he gonna do? Um, okay, and yeah, then basically she needs to know what's coming so that she can protect herself. Right, like she- right. Yeah, and uh, and so then and then we have Xander finds Cordelia because Amy had said that we need a, a something that's that's hers, something of hers to cast the spell. And so, uh, and I thought this was kind of a nice little touch. Like he demands the the necklace back, you know, making some excuse that he's gonna melt it down for scrap. Or <laughs> melt it down for scrap metal. Yeah, yeah. Just just and she's like, it's in my and she's like, it's in my locker. And he's like, well, I can wait. And so she goes over to get it from the locker, but she uses the the door to hide herself from Xander and actually takes it off from around her neck. Uh-huh. So I thought it was like a nice touch to show that she kind of does care for him. And if, if it wasn't for the fact that the overriding pressure of wanting to be popular kind mm-hmm. of overrode her brain, yeah. she might be going out with him. So like I said, like I thought it was a nice little touch to show that she does kind of have mm-hmm. feelings for him. And she did really like the gift. Yeah, and especially especially in the in the context, uh, the if you if you look at the sort of the greater context of the show, Cordelia was just was nothing but like a villain mean girl for like the whole first season at least, and then probably into the second season, and then sort of got they kind of made her character a little bit a little bit more prominent and a little and did the thing with Xander. But I remember the first time I watched it, when I saw Cordelia take the necklace off, that was like the moment for me that she became a real character. Not just, uh, not just sort of a, a, I don't know what you, not like one, not so one note. Yeah. Cause most of the times before this episode, the, the Cordelia Xander relationship was they're arguing and then they make out and then they're arguing and then they make out. <laughs> Which uh, that's, that seems like an early teenage romance, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Um, and uh, got the uh, the the ritual, yeah, which, which I love how she's using uh, science equipment to, to help do it, like a Bunsen burner and beaker and uh-huh. <laughs> all this. Yep, yep. It's a pretty. Yeah, it was a nice. Nice little touch, and plus, like having like the paint on Xander, the, he's got his shirt off and his, his chest is painted and everything. I think I think that's a that's a really nice uh, that's a really nice little touch there too. Um, and Xander shows up. He's like, "Okay, Cordelia, you're in love with me, right?" Yeah, basically, he thinks the spell did did, did things, and he's basically just acting like he's top of the world. <laughs> it's like, uh, nope. <laughs> Guess not. Oh, yeah. Cordelia sh- shuts him down hard with, like, what? She's like, you, do you want more jewelry to smelt down or something like that? <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, you you never gave me any other. <laughs> Cheapskate. <laughs> oh, and here's where Giles mentions the puppy. Oh, yeah. When, uh, the scene after this, when she's when they're trying to do research with yeah. uh, Buffy and Buffy and Giles Giles is as something apparently Angelus did something bad to a puppy yeah and and she's just like I don't want to know I don't have a puppy <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> they they actually reference this in the next episode because uh, um, Xander comes to Willow's house and and she has like a uh, tropical fish in a fish tank, and she shows up and they're all like on a string. All the fish are like on a string in an envelope. So he murdered all her fish, and she says, "I'm just glad I didn't have a puppy." Uh. And uh, so Buffy and Buffy and uh, so Buff or Xanda's like talk, going to talk to Buffy, and she's trying to. It looks like for a second she's just trying to cheer him up, like let's just do fun, something, yeah. just us. Yeah, <laughs> and Which, uh, <laughs> and that's what I thought at first, and then it gets weird. <laughs> And then Xander, Xander says, and this is, this is like what I was saying. Like he's, he goes back and forth between being like a, a decent human being and a terrible human being. Cause he's like, are lap dances part of comforting each other? <laughs> and I, and it's funny because he's, he says that even knowing that she, he expects her to like shoot him down or say something right, like, right. for being a jerk. Well, and he's, you know, I mean, he's kind of joking around, um, but. But yeah, she's yeah. Luckily, luckily they're interrupted because who knows what would have happened if uh, if if in that moment when he didn't really know what was going on if if they if if they hadn't been interrupted. Because um, at this point, Xander does have like a legitimate crush on Buffy. So yeah. And and uh, what's what's the line? How you can see someone and not really see yeah someone, which. I only point out because we're going to hear it a lot. Yeah. Well, do we hear it a lot or is it just the two times? Uh, I think it basically we hear it twice and then we keep hearing it get, gets set up. Oh, it gets set, oh it does get set. Okay, I didn't I didn't catch that. But uh Yeah, Amy pulls him into the hallway and starts hitting on him and Buffy's like sitting in the uh, library making doughy eyes at him and some uh 35-year-old high schooler walks up. <laughs> and uh and, and wants to study with study together. Yeah, like it's when Amy says the line like the same line that Buffy did yeah. is that he starts putting it together too. Yeah, yeah. And then when the other person comes up, like I said, like she says like saying stuff there Amy and, and her are like kind of like trying to push themselves out of the way to get mm. at Xander and she starts to say the line and that's when he really realizes yeah. oh, oh crap. <laughs> And uh, then, then the re- then, the, then uh, he goes to his room, and Willow's in his room, <laughs> wearing like, his pajamas. Yeah, like that was like really like that's not uh, you don't just surprise someone like that. Yeah. Like that's for 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 as lo- for as much as I know, like that seems like a very bad idea to surprise like someone that you're not living with like that. Yeah, I mean. Also, like, I'm wondering, you know, because these are high schoolers, are 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 his parents, is Xander's mom home? Like, did yeah. his mom let Willow into his room? Oh. Or maybe she knows where the key under the door is or something. Will- Willow starts coming on to him and says, I want you to be my first. <laughs> in, like, the creepiest possible. She's being her, she's being her creepiest here. Yeah. He he tries he tries uh, he tries to uh, get her to go to Oz because he is him. He's like he's like yes yeah. you should go to Oz because he's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, because she's like, he's like, well, Oz is Oz, but you're like, Oz isn't you. And he's like, no, no, he is. He is me. <laughs> so Xander runs away. Where it's like, you know, sometimes space between friends can be very comfortable. In fact, I think I'd be more comfortable if I'd be more I'd comfortable with space back. Just, just a couple steps back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cordelia feels like she can't do anything right because now everybody's mad at her for breaking up Xander. Right, right, because it's, it's, I, like at first, I thought it was just as long as the person's in like around him, but, but nope. yeah, it, it's it's getting. I guess it's, the net's getting further and further apart because now even the the I don't know what you would call Harmony and the other girls. Like I guess just the little click mean girls. Yeah, like they go from like being mad at her for going out with him to basically being mad for breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. And then Xander walks in, and it's a slow motion. Everybody's checking him out. And I feel like the guys are also checking him out. Yeah, like, I couldn't really tell what was going on there. Like, I was wondering, like, if the love spell was actually affecting the guys, too. Or was there something going on with him? Like, like I could see maybe, like, some of them being angry at him because they suddenly know that their girlfriends want him or something like that. Mm. Like, that, like, a converse to the spell. Yeah. I guess they're not but, they're not smiling at him. They're not like, yeah, like yeah. I didn't see any of them smile at him, but I did notice like a few of them were giving him weird looks yeah, or angry yeah. looks. Some of them lo- were looking angry, some of them looked confused. Yeah, I don't know. I was back and forth cuz the first time I watched it I thought it looked like everybody was attracted to him. But then but then Giles wouldn't would have been attracted to him cuz Giles is definitely not and Oz is definitely not. And uh and he's like, I'm going to throw myself at your mercy, Giles. <laughs> he has to come clean because he's the only one who can help him at the moment. Yep, yep. And and then, yeah, and then Ms. Calendar walks in and is like trying to talk to Giles, but she's like rubbing Xander's arm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like at first, like she's she's focused on Giles and kind of just push aside Xander, but her hand won't leave. Yeah, it just get it just basically it gets it gets worse from there for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's and there, yeah. And then we got some exposition just talking whether or not uh, you know how what they're gonna do. And Giles is very angry. Well, yeah, because you know love potions are are kind of like a terrible way to get things done, whether they work or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, this is only the second season. Yeah. <laughs> and Ms. Calendar says, maybe I should talk to Xander alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when Giles basically is like, I- I'll go get Amy, you stay here, we're put where it's relatively safe. And he has to grab Ms. Calendar and drag her, drag her away. So, and he blocks the door with, yeah. the, with the Dewey Decimal System, but the door's open the wrong way. I love I love that. Like like I noticed when he came in that he pulled the door open. So when he moved the thing there and and, the, and he put it up against the wall, I'm like, "Wait, wait, that wouldn't work. <laughs> the door's open the wrong way. Why did he do?" And immediately after like me thinking that is when Puffy comes in. So one of the um one of the trivia items in IMDb actually says that in a previous episode when Spike was in was invading the school, they actually used that tactic of blocking the door and it worked. So I am almost wondering if this was a deliberate, uh, like a deliberate gag, um, 
uh, for I because think... of that, or a, a deliberate reference to that. Obviously, it was a gag. Yeah, maybe because I mean, I just love how like she just opens the door and just walks right around it. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, I, I mean, she is Buffy. She's pretty. She's pretty smart yeah. with that kind of thing. And she is wearing a like raincoat, so I guess she just like she had a jacket in her locker, and she just got naked yep. in in the bathroom and came in with the jacket. Yeah. So yeah, like it's implied that she there's nothing under that raincoat, or if so, it's not like she's showing a lot of skin, basically. Yeah, yeah. She, and Xander is for once being a decent human being again. Right. Well, yeah. He's. I mean. He's not gonna. He he's not gonna accidentally like. He's not gonna have sex with Buffy like yeah. in this in this state and and uh, you know he 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 does you know he does sort of tell her he does sort of tell her like you know I definitely you know that I definitely feel this way but you don't really know that because you're not yourself um, and sort of is is overtaken a little bit <laughs> and before he and then he she thinks like. Are you saying this is just a game? Basically, getting angry at him before yeah. it gets any worse is when Amy comes back in <laughs> and she says, "Are you two timing me?" Yeah, basically, basically they get into a fight and she clocks Amy really hard. Yeah, like she, there's she comes up with a bloody nose. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Buffy is is as a slayer. She is like has some super strength. Yeah, like, I figured as much. Yeah, it's like uh, not. She's probably not as strong as Spider Man, but it's like in that sort of in that category of the like, like she's not the strongest person ever, but she does have she's she does have superhuman strength of to some degree. Yeah, but I think, she, but it's the thing where like you think she would keep that in check when fighting normal human beings, which she would. Yeah, if, if she, she was not if she was not under a spell. Speaking of spells, <laughs> Amy turns her into a rat. Yep. <laughs> Which is uh is a thing that uh that Amy does. Um Yeah, I I actually was looking like like I said like I was looking up a wiki thing for for when we do like, you know, trivia and stuff. And I saw that it mentioned her doing this multiple times. Yeah. In fact, I believe Amy actually ends up becoming a rat for like several seasons because they have to because she goes crazy with her witchness and they have to um, they have to turn her into a rat. And it's not until Willow gets into witchcraft that she uh, reverses the spell. <laughs> but then um, Charles and Miss Calendar come back. Also. And- oh, oh, also one note I wanted to say about this. Uh, when when Amy casts the spell, her eyes go all black, and um, one of the craziest moments um, in a later season involves uh, Willow, because eventually Willow gets into w- witchcraft very slowly throughout the series. Involves Willow, um, uh, her eyes turning all black, and I'm actually not gonna spoil it because that's like a a thing. Like you don't want to see it coming. Um, but it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and and like I like I said, like Miss um, Calendar and Giles comes back, and she, and Miss Calendar and Amy start getting at it. Yep. Where like Giles just just trying to figure out what's going on, and Xander's like she like she turned uh, Buffy into a rat, and like the, you see the rat scurry away, and 
they get into a fight, and she's about to cast a spell again, and her eyes go black, like you said, and and Sandra just grabs her. He's like, nope, nope, let's not do that again. I also, I like that it's clearly the same spell. Yeah. Like, she, she probably knows, like, two spells. She knows yeah. that spell and the one that, uh, that uh, she used for the love potion. And the hypnotism thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of parlor tricks, I guess. Yeah. Well, she's still young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and she's just, she's still new at this. That's what they said. Yeah. And then, and, and we have a brief scene of Harmony uh, going after uh, Cordelia, who um, accuses Harmony of being on her period, so that's very tasteful. Yeah, this is where things start really turning violent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is yeah. We're getting there. We're getting to that part of the show. Um, I I actually really like the way like it shows them like p- sort of pulling Cordelia and her her hair is kind of going. It looks very, it looks very um like like on a like stage like a I don't know what you would call it like a like theatrical or something like like the yeah. kind of thing that if that was happening on a in a play. It would look like it would be blocked like that, and I thought that was kind of a a nice in line with the overall look and feel of the show, but like a nice little touch. Uh, <laughs> like we're gonna catch the Buffy rat. Yeah, they they go to try to get the rat, and I I love the that little moment with uh, Miss Calendar and Amy where they like are like simultaneously watching each other as they go to sit down like they don't trust the other uh-huh. one to do to pull some kind of crap <laughs> and then Oz comes back and punch and punches uh yeah. and punches Xander see there, we don't get like, hey Oz pow <laughs> yeah we don't get a lot of Oz in this episode but no you don't need a lot of Oz because that is his <laughs> character he just sort of rolls with it yeah like like um he in in just yeah, a, like, an episode or two prior, uh, he found out that he was a werewolf, and the and the way that he finds out like it, the explanation is uh, he he calls he says oh yeah my cousin bit me the other day and he calls and he, and you like see him calling his his aunt and uncle and he says oh yeah aunt has anything been going on with little what's the oh yeah you know that would have been nice if you told me but uh, yeah I'm I'm like that too now. <laughs> like like he's just super matter of fact. Just totally rolls with it. Um, I like yeah. that he he's like I. I'm not sure what happened, but I felt like I should punch you, and then he just yeah, like they're just he right was back on the phone to it. With Willow, and just all he knows is that he should punch, punch, punch him. <laughs> and then immediately he's like, "Okay, now that's out of the thing." It just uh, like reaches for his hand and helps him up. Yep, yep. And that's a you know. That's a very uh, that's that's what people think with the mans and stuff. I don't know, Um, and and then of course of course uh, Oz goes to uh, you know it was it was kind of Oz's fault that Buffy got away. So Oz's job is to go find Buffy. So that's what he's going to do for the rest of the episode. Um, (laughs) I just realized the 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 cabinet with the Dewey Decimal things is still sitting in front of the door. It's not helping at all. And everybody's attacking Cordelia. Oh, yeah. And just be, the cap off the last scene is basically Giles just telling Xander to get the heck out of here. You know, like, <laughs> he's just, just disgusted. And, he's super disgusted with him. Everyone's yeah. super disgusted with 
I mean, I mean, what Xander did was bad. Like, like oh, he was, yeah. he was not. A, but like everyone, he, he's getting. I'd say he's getting his thing. And the lunch lady has joined the crowd, uh, the yeah, mob of women at that. this point, which is a, a nice little touch. But yeah, Xander comes upon the the group attacking Cordelia. Yeah, yeah, and. No one can love two people at once. What we have is real. Catmus <laughs> uh, Calendar and Amy are arguing over Xander. And uh, and Giles seems to kind of break through the spell with Amy by, by like, using logic. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, if you really, if you really loved him, then you wouldn't be, you know, what you're, you know, then you would do good stuff. You know, you wouldn't be. Um, you'd be trying to help him. You'd be trying to help just him. Just obsessing that. over yep. him. Yep. And Willow's got a giant axe. <laughs> yeah. I was worried about that. Like, there's a couple of other people who have some implements there. Not not sharp implements, but implements. So I was uh-huh. like, like, because, you know, like I said, like, they kind of start fighting over him and they get into it in there. I'm like, I'm really worried that someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, considering there's no, there's not, there's not really that many vampires in this episode. They're really just sort of fighting themselves. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess sometimes Amy as a witch sort of gets treated as a as a sort of antagonist type character because you know get causing trouble, but uh, but like angel, you know, angels barely in it and everything. Um, I also I think it's I think it's kind of an interesting like the love spell the way that the love spell affects different people differently is really interesting to me because like. Um, it's got to do with, it's got to, I think it's got to do with how that character feels about like how the actual, you know, how the actual, how the, the non altered version feels about him. So like, so like, um, you know, the, the kind of mean girls are like super protective of him and, and, uh, and Willow becomes, becomes super like, like she already had feelings for him. And so it just becomes like, like turns it up to 11 um it's it's well, just yeah it's interesting there's an interesting like i i like saw something about uh there's this sh- like cg anime cartoon i watched called like miraculous uh tales of ladybug and cat noir like long title but what but there's it has like a a fl- like a format where there's a villain of the day you know villain of the week kind of thing uh-huh. and one of them was like a basically like a evil cupid because he got his heart broken so he was angry like you know shooting people with arrows that basically inverted uh their affection so Mm. you know it turned people's love into hate and like the two main characters like ladybug and cat noir like he shoots cat noir with and with the arrow and like you know you see the and most of the other people like are like you know like suddenly just are being mean to to their you know the object of their affections cat noir goes all out to try and kill her like he loved like loved Ladybug so much that mm. when it was inverted, it became deadly. Right, right. And it's and it's like one of those things where like basically the the spell is using what what they already have to such an to such a degree that it's just kind of spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, also that that also sort of explains why Ms. Calendar and Amy, like relatively speaking, aren't aren't as affected by it because they both kind of don't care one way or the other about Xander. 
Yeah, they're n- more neutral towards him. Yeah, which, uh, which, um, which, yeah, that's that's actually, yeah, that's actually an interesting note. Um, and then like you know, and then like, because yeah, Buffy kind of you know tries to be it. She does. She it starts out sort of as a some the kind of thing that a friend would do, and then sort of twists it weirdly, and then and the same thing here. What we'll see in a moment with Buffy's mom. Um, although we did, we did, there was a real quick scene of, uh, Oz looking for Buffy in the basement of the, uh, of the school and there's a cat. Buffy Ryan went down to the, see, and I wish they would have shown a little more with it. Like, cause I was really worried that the cat was going to do something to Buffy rat. But then I realized like maybe even though Buffy's a rat, she's still a slayer rat and kicked the cat's ass. (laughs) I would have loved to see that. they didn't have to show the exact scene. It's just that the mouse walking away as a cat is like, like knocked aside or in some boxes or tangled up because the rat took care of it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, um, I wonder if the reason that they, they want, they made a point of turning Buffy into a rat. This episode is that if she was full force, violent, like in the mob, like she would just, yeah. then people would get murdered. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's actually, yeah, that's actually an interesting thing to to think about. And Cordelia says the best line in the episode in the next, in this next bit. Uh, She says, who died and made you Elvis? (laughs) Which is a a great line. (laughs) They're going to, to Buffy's house because, um, because they've, because there's an actress that plays Buffy's mom, I guess. Like, I, f- I I was thinking like they did this because they wanted to lay low somewhere where the mob might not immediately look for them. Okay. Because since he ran off with since he ran off with Cordelia, they might try to check her house, and he obviously didn't want to go back to his house in mm-hmm. case you know Willow was there again. So so I figured like I guess he figured the uh, Buffy's house would be like the safest spot because no one would think there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's uh, a well. And Buffy, and also it's bu- Buff since Buffy's a rat, Buffy's not going to be there. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a that's a thought. Although Cordelia's house would have been a lot bigger and nicer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the real. I think the real reason was that they have a set that is Buffy's house. <laughs> they too. just have. They only have Xander's bedroom and Willow's Willow's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and there's an actress that plays Buffy's mom, like recurring. And I let, and it was nice that you know Buffy's mom was n- was not affected for a bit. I wish it would have stayed because then it got creepy again. Well, I think I, I mean that's the that's the point. Yeah. It's that it's supposed yeah. to be creepy. Um, it, and it's like and again literally has to kick her out of the house. Yeah, again it's again it's a nice. Um, it is a nice to, like a nice like. It's it's just really nice that they aren't all that all the women when they fall for Xander don't do exactly the same thing because she uh like cuz she like, she sort of has a more motherly touch to it like a more uh, like uh him a drink nurturing you know offers him a drink and stuff and then sort of starts to make it sexual and then Cord- Cordelia says stay away from my boyfriend former former <laughs> So uh, and then she starts yelling at Xander. He's like, wh- "Was like, what did you do? Use witchcraft?" <laughs> and he's yeah. like, "How dare you?" You know, he's like, <laughs> "Could it make?" He's like, "Well, okay, you have a point." I like he says, he says, "Is it so possible to believe that other women find me attractive?" <laughs> he 
Because because that's what this is, right? This is just this is just that the, the you know other, the, the other girls other girls like him now that he's now that he's available. <laughs> the would be witchcraft, and it's it's literal. That's 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 pretty good. Um. So uh, so my wife and I have a door. Um, our back door is actually like sort of like that. It's got a window. Um, yeah. That that's right by the handle. Um, but the lock, it, it's like a key. You have to have a key to lock it from the inside. Uh huh. And that what just happened there, uh, uh, where um, where Buffy's mom breaks the window and reaches in and unlocks the door. That is why. <laughs> That is why those doors are not designed like that. Yeah, usually. <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, you can't get can't get up." Uh, they go up to Buffy's room, and it's like, "Oh, they can't get us on the second floor." And Angelus Angelus is there. <laughs> he says, yeah. "Works in theory." Yeah, he just hops through the window and grabs him. Very good timing. And then we get a quick scene of Buffy Rat uh, screwing around, and we see a rat trap. Or well, mouse. Oh, trap. mouse! Yeah, the mouse trap. And then we're back to <laughs> Angelus basically kicking Xander's ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and so in this in this next in this next scene, he says he's like he's like, oh, I was gonna do this stuff to to Buffy, but this is so much better. And I'm like, yeah. how? I guess he figures like you know taking out her, her friends would be like demoralizing to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe you just see Xander as like another puppy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Xander definitely is kind of a puppy. That is that is uh, that is a thing of his character. He's definitely like a white hat. And oh, and man, in this moment, this <laughs> Drusilla shows up to defend Xander because the the potion works on her too. It's so great. Yeah, and. What what is the line like? Angelus was like, "I really must have made you crazy" or something like that. <laughs> Just because I finally found a real man. <laughs> I love. Yeah, he says, "I, I love, guess I really did drive you crazy." And I love how like Xander is just like a deer in the headlights. Like he yeah. he, because he has no idea what to do because. <laughs> Like if he turns her down, she might rip him apart. But right, right. Because again, we we sort of established earlier that Xander can't really fight. Xander couldn't even fight a, a, a fresh out of the grave random vampire. Like, yeah. She says, "How do you feel about immortality?" He's like, "Well, maybe we could start with like coffee or a movie." <laughs> and oh, I love how when they go like when the. The mob shows up basically, and when they sh- when they try to get into the house, she j- uh, Drusilla just basically bashes the door down. Yeah, yep, yep. Cordelia, Cordelia, and man, this is this is such a this is such a Xander Cordelia episode. That is yeah. that is for sure. This is uh, there's not much Buffy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Drew. Well, she's a rat at the moment. You're not. Guess you're not invited. Uh, yeah, she she came across the threshold because it is it be, now. I actually was wondering: is it because of the like the old vampire legend of of you know they have to be invited to go inside right. like at least once? Or okay, because I thought maybe she actually since Buffy's a slayer, she actually had put up some like wards on the house to just you know keep out. Right. 
No, uh, it's it's uh it's a it's an invite. You have to have you have to be you have to be invited to come in. Um, that but an angel when he was a good guy had been invited yeah. in. That's why he could still get into the into the house. Um, yeah, okay. But but yeah, Drusilla had never been had never been invited. So uh, yeah, that's. That's something um, that Buffy has. I think Buffy's treatment of vampires uh, is is a lot more interesting than a lot of the like uh, like being human or Twilight or. Uh, I mean, I haven't watched True Blood, but I assume True Blood. Like in Buffy, the vampires can't handle sunlight. They die with the stake to the heart. The holy water messes them up. Crosses mess them up, and and you have to be and they have to be invited in like. And and you also you, I think you can die from burning them or or chopping off their heads or something like that like like it's a more a more sort of traditional view of of vampires weaknesses and stuff than the way that that things have uh, have sort of developed in a lot of a lot of the shows that came after um, so it's it's just it's sort of an interesting uh, limitations and. Uh, allows for some allows for some more interesting stuff like yeah like Drusilla can't come into the house like that's kind of an interesting way of making her not as much of a threat against these two you know these two <laughs> white hats basically um and let me get another scene of the of Buffy rat eyeing that mouse trap and and now we see Oz is down there with a flashlight yeah. looking for her. yep and yeah oh, and a quick scene with Giles and Amy basically working on reversing things. Mm-hmm. We're getting there, and that's good because uh, Xander and Cordelia are running out of options. Yeah, they they ran basically to the basement of Buffy's house, and they're trying to board up the, the okay. door. And also, this the the funny thing is, uh, and I just realized it's it's not opening because they have like the little like the little lock like yeah. the little latch lock. Um, they're boarding the door wrong. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like just like in the li- in the library, Xander needs yeah. to work on knowing which direction doors open. Yeah, like he's basically just putting boards over the door, the the frame of the door, mm-hmm. instead of like yeah. somehow keeping the door from being opened. I suppose that would kind of set up a bottleneck, and somebody and somebody. Uh, has a, and somebody sticks a knife, shoves a knife through the door, like a. Which like I think a, it's Buffy's mom because, like, when they went back in af- after the uh, mob showed up to pull him from Drusilla, like they there was a moment where Buffy's mom like had the knife and was like, you, you know, it wouldn't work out. We we're not meant to be, or something like that. And if I can't, something like you know, like if I can't have you, no one can. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, what I like about this little scene is like how, uh, like <laughs> Cordelia's like yelling at at him for like um, for basically turning to the dark arts out of desperation, <laughs> and he's and he's like uh, he's like well he's like it you know it's like well it didn't, he's like it didn't work work at all against you like yelling and she's like wait the spell was meant for me yeah. <laughs> Which I think is like one, like I guess she's trying. It's it's coming out as like one of those like aw moments, but but at the same time, like she, he's like he tried to cast a love spell against her so he could break her heart. Yeah, but she doesn't know that part. No, 
No, she doesn't. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's uh, also it's just very like it, I just really I really like how she like really obviously legitimately has strong feelings for him and um and you know even if he's like he's sort of it's just it's interesting because they clearly feel very different things for each other. Like he just wants to be he kind of just wants to have a girlfriend and he likes having a hot girlfriend and, and, uh, you know, and he got, you know, he got mad because she broke up with him. You know, he's not really sure how he feels, but she like really, she's like, you know, in love with him almost, or, or, you know, as much as you can be at that, you know, in that type of situation. Um, so it's just, it's really interesting because she's probably had a lot of, like he's, he probably hasn't had a girlfriend. She's probably had a ton of boyfriends and, and this is like, you know, this is something different because, you know, it's not somebody that she's supposed to be with or whatever. It's somebody that she's sort of come to more more naturally here. Um, so uh, some stuff happens, and uh, they reverse the spell. The rat uh, spell first. Yeah, the rat spell first, which seems like you would prioritize the other one first. But yeah, um, especially if she's trying to specifically save Zan- uh, save Xander, um, and. Uh, and then they and then they take care and, of the other spell with throwing some more stuff. So it must have been, it must have this the counter spell that they were doing must have been related to like undo all of Amy's spells. Maybe. Well, they had to do two d- different things though, like two different steps. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe because because before they basically cut back to her to Giles, basically, I think like he even says like uh, you know. They cast Diana out, like in reference to like what would, what she said for the spell when she first cast it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we see basically they get through the door, and 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 as we said, the the boards really just do nothing but slow them down <laughs> slightly as they duck under and get and go down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it would have worked against like zombies, like if you couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty goofy. But it, yeah, it's a great. Actually, I think it was a really nice touch. And then yeah. they they tackle him, and who knows what they were gonna do to him because they've the spells reversed. The spell is yeah, the spell is reversed, and uh, and some actually, and you know the uh, the special effects in this episode are pretty good. Like this is pretty early in the series, so their budget wasn't um, like super high, and also this was 1998 or something like that. It actually looks like the special effects and stuff actually look pretty good. Um, and then they say, best scavenger hunt ever. <laughs> yeah, like, I like the minute the spell's broken, they're all just mumbling, like, what happened? Like, they, they seem to be completely confused about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's Z- Xander's excuse, like, t- way to cover it. And meanwhile, apparently o- Oz has found Buffy. In the buff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did she say? It's a slight case of nudity. And he says, but you're not a rat, so we'll call it a win. <laughs> yeah. And Oz is the gentleman. He, he, as soon as he sees the Buffy is nude, he takes the, he takes the flashlight away from her. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, a little bit awkward, but, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they, yeah, they, they take, he goes, he goes to find her some clothes. But that's yeah. Just 
I just like I just really like Oz the way that he just sort of goes goes with whatever's happening. You know, he's like, I'm just trying to help. I'm, you know, I'm here. And it then cuts to like back at school the next day, I guess. Where <laughs> I, I like how Buffy's like is is like that that excuse worked, and Xander's like, well, your mom bought it, and, she, and she's like, I think she's just <laughs> repressing things. I think she's doing that a lot. I'm actually kind of worried. Well, because at this point, again, again, at this point in the series, uh, her mom doesn't know she's a slayer, but yeah. she does sort of know there's a bunch of weird things have been happening. And uh, Willow is is still kind of upset by it. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and Buffy points out that she actually does remember every little bit yeah. of it. That what she tried to do, what she was was, was a rat. Yep. And that Xander didn't take advantage of her, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, was was good. Yeah, you know, uh, Xander understands consent. Yep. So that's uh, that's good. And she, uh, yeah, she she appreciated that he, you know, because he did like sort of express some true feelings in that that weird scene. But uh, and then he's like, "Well, tell that to Cordelia. <laughs> You're on your own there." And then Xander runs into the Mean Girls. Yep. With Cordelia and Harmony, and what's the burn that Harmony gives him? Well, well, first, first Harmony is talking to Cordelia about this about this uh, college guy that um, that she was talking to, who's going to invite her to the the dorm party. He's just got to ask two other girls first, and if both <laughs> of them refuse, then she can go with them. So she's the backup, backup. Yeah. And he says, I, I believe Harmony says, uh, I'm glad your mom stopped working at the drive through long enough to dress you. And then, and then, and then, uh, Cordelia says, Harmony, shut up. And yeah. goes off with, and stands up to Harmony, calls her a sheep. She's like, I'm not a sheep. <laughs> like, like, you're just very, it's very clear that she does not understand yeah. what she meant by you're a sheep. <laughs> But uh, yeah, <laughs> and, I love, and I love just like, like how Cordelia is like I'm not. It's like and I'm not. I'm not a sheep. It's like I'm. I'm cool enough to be my own person. I can do whatever I want. I'll date whoever I want, no matter how lame they are. <laughs> <laughs> and she and she stands up to her friends, but then she kind of freaks out, like to, <laughs> yeah, to Xander. She walks off with Xander. Yeah. And walks off with Xander, like, like you know, she she was she was standing up to him, and she knew she was doing the right thing. But she's still like you know doubting herself, doubting you know what what the consequences are. It's just it's a really interesting. It's a, yeah, it's just really interesting. Like her character is actually becoming a character, and then you know that leads to a lot with Cordelia because Cordelia stays on the show. Well, Cordelia is on the show for several years, and then I think she leaves. I can't remember if she leaves at the same time as Angel does, but she shows up. She's a major character in Angel as well. Um, so, so this is, you know, this was really something that, um, that did a lot, uh, to, to establish and to, to really humanize her character. Um, so very, very solid episode. Very, just the, oh, yeah. just and the right amount of goofiness. I was just going to say, and before they ended with like, basically Xander saying like, if it'll help, we'll, I'll make sure that we always argue when we're <laughs> in front of them. And she's like, you promise? He's like, oh, I'm pretty sure. Sure, it's good. It's a given, or something like uh-huh. that. And then they cut the, the credits. Yeah, yeah. It 
Yeah, very, very good. Man, I every time I I revisit a few Buffy episodes once every so every so often, and every time I do, and it might be just because I always revisit ones that I'm thinking of and stuff, but like they're so good. Like and I just wanted to point out the credits because I love how at the end is the mutant enemy uh call sign. Oh the the Gur Arg. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but that always, always made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is which is why when uh Robot Chicken did a joke about that that I that I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> like have you seen have you seen that? Have you seen that? Um, I'm not sure. Like the a robot chicken thing basically just did the actual like I mean it they changed the name but and I think they did actually got Joss because they had him on because you know right, Seth Green right. looks on that so but basically they had the the little zombie go grr arg and then like still in the paper cutout thing basically attacking a bunch of people and and people are like oh god help me and stuff and then someone comes up and he's like Joss what are you doing and he's like this is why we you got you didn't get Wonder Woman or something like that. <laughs> and he's just there like playing with little paper dolls. And when he, when the, that guy comes up and says that to him, and then he just looks at him, he's like, grr, arg. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, yeah. Whenever I read, whenever I read visit Buffy, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, the show is as good as I remember it. Like it's, it's one of those, it's just one of those things. And uh, Jordan, if you haven't, if you haven't sat down and watched it, you you should watch all of it and i think you i think you're the kind of person that would also like angel some people mostly just like buffy i think you would also like angel but you should watch well, you should watch uh, both yeah and i'm the kind of person that when i uh you know like when i watch or get into something i like to know everything about it uh-huh. so so i would definitely at least give angel a try yeah i would say i mean the the one the one thing about Buffy, it, for anybody who is a listener who does the cra- the the terrible the crazy thing of listening to a rewatch podcast, not having watched <laughs> the episode, I do not understand how you people do it, but more power to you. I tried to listen to the Static Shock episode of All Along the Watchtower, I couldn't do it. Um, but, but, uh, the first, the first season, which is only 12 episodes long, it's a little bit rough. Like you can, you can watch it and you can get through it. And it's got a couple of interesting, good episodes. And also it's like, it's also really good as a, like, like revisiting sort of knowing where the show goes and, and sort of being able to sort of see the glimpses of what it, of what it's going to be. Um, but if you go into Buffy, like, hesitant like you're like oh this is a dumb teenage bad horror thing that everyone likes and therefore i have to hate um then the first the the first season is very different from the rest of the show like you have to you just sort of have to keep that in mind when you when you go into watching it okay so um I guess we can talk a little bit about trivia we kind of covered there actually isn't a lot of trivia for this episode yeah, actually, there's no trivia for this episode. There were a few <laughs> goofs, but they're actually not that good. Um, when Cordelia and Xander leave the school, it's daytime. But on the shot, next shot, where they walk towards Buffy's home, it's already dark. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really huge. Was there? You, you you had you said you went and found the Buffy wiki, right? Yeah, and there is a there's a lot of things from there from the fans. Like there's a bunch of continuity notes, which will 
go won't go over because you know it's just basically saying oh well this this will be brought up again blah 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 uh-huh. and it's basically like you know all all the things that will be happening because of things that happen now I guess or something mm-hmm. like that yeah 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 uh, there is a body count which is actually kind of interesting. And it says there's apparently one vampire that was dusted by Buffy and a little shop girl heart removed by Angelus. Right, right, yeah, not not a huge not a huge body count. I will I will actually um, I'm pretty sure that and this this might be listed in the in the continuity. Um, there is a there's a later episode that introduces Anya, who is my my favorite character, maybe or or at one point she was my favorite character from from all of Buffy. Uh, she's a um, revenge demon uh, that uh, Cordelia actually. I think that she casts a thing on the on this locket that Xander gave her. I never made the connection because it's like a season later or something like that, and uh, it it creates a sort of it's a it leads to a um, what if Buffy never existed world um, where. Uh, Xander and and uh, and Willow are vampires, and um, and uh, Will and Vampire Willow is a little bit gay. Of course, regular Willow we will find out later is a little bit gay, also. So, <laughs> spoilers, I guess. I, I said I was going to spoil stuff, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, good stuff. Um, any there's any all, uh, any yeah? See, what there's, other? Oh, there's a pop culture reference note, like basically tell just mentions the whole well okay first it, it mentions who elvis presley is in case you didn't know <laughs> um but it does say that the the bewitched bothered and bewildered the title of the episode comes from the frank sinatra song uh called you know, called bewitched which and then you know it's like says who wrote it um and it says that the second to last verse seems particularly appropriate to the xander cordelia relationship seen in the episode uh i lost my heart but what of it he is cold. I agree. She might laugh, but I love it. Although the laughs on me. Cool. And um, it also mentions the uh, what when at the end when uh, Buffy says like how Will actually cared about Xander before he invoked the great Rufy spirit and explains what a Rufy what is. What a Rufy is? Oh yeah, I yeah. forgot. We didn't say that line. That's that's a good. I. <sighs> So so it's actually it's too bad that Emily wasn't on this episode because she has uh, a lot of opinions about mind control. And this wasn't like specific mind control, but it was sort of in that same wheelhouse. And I do feel like um I do feel like they handled it um sort of as well as you can and they were they were sort of it was very aware of the problematic and creepy nature of a lot of the things that was happening and I mean that was the point because it's a because it's a low rent horror show, like there's supposed to be some creepy, some creepy factor to it. And there's actually two goofs and bloopers that they mentioned that might actually be interesting to talk about. Like okay. basically, I, I think I mentioned it when uh, Amy casts the love spell. She evokes Diana as the goddess of love and the hunt, and of course, uh, Diana slash Artemis is the Latin Greek goddess of the hunt, but also the chaste maiden goddess. So. She should have been, like, you know, invoking Venus or Aphrodite, which is... Oh, okay. Yeah, which is maybe why the spell didn't work so well. Though, you know, once it got, uh, you know, out of control, the females did seem to be hunting Xander. Mm -hmm. I I wonder, though, if... um, 
if that was I don't know how witchcraft works, but I almost I feel like I feel like usually um they're when you're talking about it like the the witches like sort of have one deity that they one specific deity that they that they channel for, that they get all of their power from. So um but yeah, that but that might be that might be true too. It's maybe I mean she is new at this. Yeah. And then there's an interesting little minutia that I don't know how anyone would actually realize this, but apparently Valentine's Day during 1998 occurred occurred on a Saturday, but this episode takes place on a school day, and the morning after Valentine's Day should be a Sunday. So unless there's a time jump to Monday morning following Cordelia breaking up with Xander, this is uh, a goof on the writer's part. Huh. It's like, yeah, how dare they well, not pay attention to the calendar year? Well, if it was okay, so they did say that there was a school. Di- there was, or there was a like. Well, I mean, I guess it was a show at the. I mean, the I guess that would occurred on school day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that could have that could have happened. I mean, it could have been that they they because it was because they said like, "Are you going to the bronze tomorrow?" At the beginning, didn't they? I I thought they said tonight. Oh, maybe they said tonight. Um. Mm. Uh, well, because because yeah, because if Valentine's because it was Valentine's Day, or maybe or either that or or uh, or it was Friday night or whatever, and he's like you know any day but Valentine's Day, and it's like it was basically Valentine's Day, um, but uh, or maybe maybe he gave it to him, maybe it was Friday night he gave it to her at midnight, but yeah, then then yeah, I don't know, it wouldn't be crazy that there was a time jump, but also this might it might have taken place on. Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever, because that's the day the show was on. Um, and there's at least two other small notes, I guess. Okay, we might want to point out where how the long box of full roses with the card that says "soon" on it. Uh, they also they mentioned that she gets her character gets a similar message in "I Know What You Did Last Summer," although it's written on her Marin limbs lipstick. It's still you know soon. Oh, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's yeah character oh, okay. in in that movie, <laughs> and then they also point out that there's an X Men twenty ninety nine poster in Xander's room. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. X Men twenty ninety nine, which the first batch of issues is on, uh, is on is on Comicsology. That's my Comics Corner representative uh, uh, recommendation. Cue the accordions. <laughs> um, X Men. Or not? Did I say Comicsology? It's on Comicsology. It's also on, but it's on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, oh, and any any other trivia? No, I think that's about it. That's you know fun to point out. Okay, we did uh, get some questions, right? Do you have those I, pulled up, or should I pull them up? I think you have to pull them up because I didn't get to ch- double check the the Facebook thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, Emily gave us a few questions, and uh, Raichu Allen uh, uh, gave us a question. First of all, uh, hooray! Uh, she says, uh, uh, "Forget Valentine's Day. Buffy is being reviewed on on one of my favorite podcasts. I'm calling it a birthday gift just for me. Ah, uh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> so, happy birthday, uh, Ms. Allen." Um, and she had a question. Um says, uh, you're dating someone and she confesses to being a for real witch. How do you react? Knowing there is no good reaction. Wait, there isn't? <laughs> I, like, I mean, to be honest, if someone says, like, 
I'm, you know, they say that I'm a witch. I would go, well, I'm a nerd. I, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, like a for real witch, like meeting like, like, like Hocus Pocus, like actually that they could do power stuff. I'd be like, that's, I'd be like, that's cool. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think I would, I don't think I would have uh, anything against that. Uh, you know, I'd be like, you yeah, know, be I careful, do. you know, don't, don't try to, don't try to, um, do anything too greedy. Don't make deals with, with demons. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, make I mean, sure, it, make it, sure you're genre savvy. I think it would just be like, are you, it's like, are, is being a witch going to change anything with, with how you act? And they're like, if, because, you know, it, at this, I'm guessing at this point it wouldn't really matter unless it's like a blind date kind of thing. I don't think it would be a deal breaker though. Oh no, it would be the opposite of a deal breaker. <laughs> it would be a deal encourager. <laughs> Especially if we're talking, especially if we're talking like, like legit, like has magical powers, can do parlor tricks, uh, type of type of uh, witch. What if it was a witch who um, evoked like the spirit of Diana, but she could just do card tricks? I'd be fine with that. Like I like card tricks. <laughs> like like she'd be like, Diana, show me. Is this your card? <laughs> oh, take her to Vegas. Think of how many. <laughs> oh, but that would go wrong really fast, really quick. Well, yeah, because like hubris or like uh, the monkey well, paw. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of casinos actually pay very close attention that basically any mucking about with the cards you get, even even if they can't tell that you're magically doing it, that you're suddenly like getting some favorable things uh, against the odds, they track you down. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, that's my understanding of how stuff works. Think uh, you think Willow is good at counting cards? Probably. Mm. She's really smart with computers and stuff. Uh, you you only saw this episode, so that's <laughs> an interesting thing. Okay, so uh, yeah, so that's the answer to that one. We would react positively, which apparently there's no good reaction to that. So. I guess re- reacting positively is not positive. Uh, okay, and then Emily uh, gave us a few questions. Um, who's your favorite Scooby, and who do you identify most with? So, I hmm, I kind of I kind of like Seth Green's character Oz, like just just the role with it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, I mean at this at this point in the series. He's definitely my favorite. Uh, for those who are not uh, in the bu- in, in on the bug- the bu- the Buffy lingo, the Scooby Gang is is basically all the people that that help fight the bad guys surrounded by that surround Buffy, like Xander and Willow and Giles and um, I mean, I would say la- later in the series, Anya becomes my favorite. Because uh, I'll, I'll give you a real quick, Jordan, I'll give you a real quick description of Anya. She's a revenge demon that becomes human because of reasons. And uh, she ends up she ends up dating Xander. Um, sorry, spoiler alert, uh, Xander and Cordelia, not forever. Um, she ends up dating Xander and it sort of turns into a more a more uh, mature relationship between those two. And it's like into the later seasons and stuff. Uh, 
and she but she's she's such a she's such a she becomes such an interesting character from a, a really basic you know a, a really basic like I'm she's sort of the I'm the I don't understand humans person <laughs> and then she and then she ends up helping out Giles at the mat when he owns a magic shop and she's like super business savvy and and all the and and yeah I mean her yeah her character is is definitely my favorite uh, Scooby um although Oz definitely at this point in the show he's he's my favorite um uh, who do I identify most with? Unfortunately, I probably identify most with Xander. I'd yeah, I was gonna say with Xander too. Maybe not as mean spirited at times, right? But in this, in the like in in this- high school, that like that I I understand like being in that kind of like hierarchy. This episode also does not paint Xander in the best light. Like he's usually no. treated. He's usually treated as either the lovable dork or like, you know, an interest, a, a stronger character with more depth. But, you know, he but, you know, I, I, I he, he he gets out of high school. He, I don't think he goes to college. He ends up working a bunch of crappy menial jobs. Um, I mean, I went to college, but I still worked a bunch of crappy menial jobs. Uh, he's sort of the he doesn't you know, he doesn't he's surrounded by people with with extraordinary abilities, but he doesn't really have those ability. He doesn't really have any abilities. Um, and he's also not super smart. Like, so most... he's like Yamcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, cause he's not, he's not as strong as Krillin. He's like the next step below. Yeah. 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 He's, he's not, yeah, actually he's very like, like Yamcha. Cause he doesn't have, he also doesn't have like a gimmick. Like, you know, some of the, you know, a couple of the people are vampires or they were demons or they have, you know, they're, they're, or they're slayers or whatever. Um, I also, li- I also do like, I don't know if faith counts, but I like faith at sometimes. Um, but yeah, more, there's lots of characters in the show. Um, any good Valentine's day stories or singles awareness day stories? Lol. Cause this was a Valentine's day episode. Huh. You know, I never actually, I mean, I know people have called it Singles Awareness Day before, but I didn't realize that the acronym was SAD. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't realize that either. <laughs> um, so I really kind of don't, um, mostly because I can't remember a lot of things, uh, but by college, I kind of have just gotten to the point where, uh, like I like okay, I'll, so I guess it, the best way to explain it is that I'm at the point where like uh, maybe only the last couple of years or so, like probably since I've been out of college, that I actually kind of really can kind of like understand that oh, I'm you know uh, being an asexual, I'm not really looking for any kind of like uh, you know romantic, well, you know heavily romantic kind of thing and stuff like that. However, I also realize that I'm not a romantic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because I am heavily influenced by media, and so, and I realize that that a lot of the problems that I've had or 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 views I had about like romance and stuff like that were kind of skewed, and that you know I'm only now just kind of like realizing, hey, I I uh, I really need to kind of get my like get better uh, understanding of these things before I actually bother with it and again, so. Mm-hmm. So pretty much from college till now has just basically been 
nothing, I guess you could say. And before that, uh, not really very memorable. Mm. Well, I I feel like, I mean, well, when I was in eighth grade, I did get dumped on Valentine's Day. So that's a thing. Um, it's, and that's still a shitty thing to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I remained friends with her. Um, and, and stuff all through high school and uh, like later on I had I talked to her about it and apparently she didn't she had forgotten it was Valentine's Day <laughs> but um, see I, I can I can kind of you know I can forgive if it was an accident but yeah, yeah. it's still one of those things where like you know you either do it because you're a jerk or or you're not really completely aware of what's going on around you. I think I think most eighth graders are not completely aware of what's going on around them and that's so that's completely forgivable. Most things you do in eighth yeah, grade are completely okay. forgivable. Yeah. That's at least that's what I tell Good myself. Point. Um uh as for, otherwise for Valentine's Day, uh my wife and I always uh get reservations at White Castle and we uh we have White Castle. Um <laughs> I put in my reservation uh, this this year, uh, five o'clock. Got got the got the spot that I wanted, so that's exciting. If if anyone uh, has never done White Castle for Valentine's Day, I strongly recommend it. Fancy restaurants are open lots of days of the year. White Castle only does table service one day of the year, um, and it's it's cheap. So there's no like, so you're doing something you're doing something fun. With your significant other, or with your with a group of friends, if you want to do it with a group of friends, and it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's just you know, it costs what White Castle costs, so it's not you're not it's not a fifty dollar steak or whatever, and and it's something you can only do on Valentine's Day, and it's a really nice it's a really nice setup. Also, like if it, if you go to White Castle a lot at your local white castle that enough that you would recognize the workers there it is always nice seeing uh seeing people that you know or people that you talk to like kind of clean up nice you know wear their nice shirt and ties and stuff it's a it's just a neat little it's a neat little thing and they have fun with it like it's not it's not like they're it's not like they think they're a fancy restaurant they just you know it's a it's a fun little a fun little thing they offer so uh comes comes highly recommended uh, Sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. And one, one other uh, question, um, Jordan. Since you uh, have never watched a full episode of Buffy before, do you know what a Hellmouth is? Kind of. I know it's kind of like a supernatural portal that portal that kind of just makes basically makes an area around it uh, kind of like a magnet for for stuff to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it also might be a actual portal like to hell? It, it might actually be a portal to to a hell dimension in buffy oh. it's a hell dimension it's not hell because there's okay there's lots of dimensions of hell and time okay. passes well, different you know so. it's like it's like in big trouble in little china the they have many hells right um so uh my um there's a there's a character named connor um who sh- who, sh- who shows up in angel and uh uh the hell dimension uh the way that the hell dimensions work cuz time passes different Connor goes from baby to annoying in almost no time at all. So if people who've actually seen that scene of that season of angel, uh, will think that's really funny. Uh, Yeah. Um, Connor is angels son. Hmm. Because somehow angel and his other vampire girlfriend 
are able to have a baby. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't know if they ever explain it or if they need to explain it. Cause it's weird supernatural stuff, you know? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, the question, Emily's question is if your town was on a hell mouth, how, how fast would you move away? So, okay. Um, there's a lot of factors though to be in there. Like, have I, is this a place I've lived for like a couple of months before I found out it was a hell mouth? Like, am I looking for a house in there to begin with and I then find out it's a hellmouth? Because I'll be honest, like, if I was, like, trying to move in there and found out, then I would change my plans and not move in. But if I'm, like, already there, then, yeah, like, I mean, I'd probably start looking into maybe moving. But also, like, you know, I'm not going to just... I'm not going to basically lose out on, on and, like, have, like, a mortgage on a house or anything because... <laughs> Because, because bad things are happening. Like if it's it's basically if like I've been living there relatively okay for most of the time, then I then I think I could I can manage basically the time and effort it would take to to effectively move uh, realistically without without having to incur much financial burden. Well, I just if my town was on a, a hell mouth, I'd just find the Slayer and join and join your team. Because then I'd have the protection of the Watcher, and the and the Slayer, and uh, you know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to put that on them. They've got enough going on. No, but I'd help. I'd be helpful. I'd be, I'd be genre savvy or something like that. I don't know if I could be helpful enough. I don't know, Xander. If Xander can be on the team, anybody can be on the team. Yeah, but that's 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 Sunnydale. We don't know what the dynamic is at, at this supposed hellmouth. In in uh, in the closest hellmouth uh, canonically to you and I is in Cleveland. So really, yes. I could have sworn there was where there was a joke about somewhere in Pittsburgh. Oh, there may there may be one in Pittsburgh too. I I canonically uh, in the show the only two hellmouths that they mention are the ones the one in Sunnydale and the one in in Cleveland. Huh. Um, cause they, they, yeah, they, I, I think they like get rid of it in Sunnydale and then they're like, I guess there's a Hellmouth in Cleveland, but there have been, I haven't read all the comics, so I stopped reading the comics. So there <laughs> are, were more of them. So, yeah, well, as, as I said, it like, it really depends on things. I mean, if, if my life was in danger, yeah, I would definitely get out of there a- ASAP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would have to get the sense of how in danger my life was because, like, like if I was at the high school, if the Hellmouth was in the high school and I was a high schooler, then I you you you're legitimately in danger. Uh, yeah. But if you're like, you know, if you're like living in the suburbs and there's vampires around, I don't know. Also, the Angel TV series sort of establishes that there's also even if you're not right by the Hellmouth, there's there's stuff going on that you don't notice. So, yeah, uh, you know, after dark. So maybe there is a maybe there is a hellmouth. You know, who knows? I but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It would it would it would also yeah it would depend on sort of depend on the dynamic because if I had the opportunity to fight vampires, kind of feel like it would be worth it to do my part to fight vampires specifically vampires or zombies. I think I think mm. I'd be on board. But it just, it sort of depends. Now, if things started getting 
The problem is like if if the threats get like uni- like world ending, then on the one hand, like you want to be like I don't want to mess with that, but on the other hand, you don't want the world to end. Yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> okay. Um. So we've been going. That's about episode length. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. This was fun. Uh. Yeah. In, it worked. I think it worked just fine with just two people. We should, uh, yeah. It, all you losers that didn't want to come on the podcast, <laughs> you're losers. You're this. You missed your chance to talk about Buffy. Um, because you're losers. Uh, yeah. Alienate the audience. That's what. That's what you're supposed to do, right? I'm sure there's a good business model that works that way. <laughs> Um, so, uh, 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 Jordan, you want to plug anything or, um, let's see if you take care of the audio entropy stuff, I think I can give the usual plugs that I've been doing of, uh, they see me rolling and Jesse Cooper's like turned a page and, uh, and alphabet flight and, and, uh, random sampling. Those, as I said, like, they're just a lot of fun and always enjoyable and, I th- and Jesse Cooper actually has a Patreon now where like they he does like extra little things and I think like I have to double check because I've only been like looking at it for a bit now but I think he actually has done like <laughs> hilarious enough like turn to page after dark where basically they do like more of like the a dating sim kind of adult uh turn <laughs> to page like a choose your own adventure story so I mean so there's that like I mean I know they've done like one but it was like more of just a you know regular dating thing like uh i think it was called like night of a thousand boyfriends or something like that but yeah that's that's all i have the plug for for uh for folks um i'll plug the stuff that i plug uh i'm k hallman that's k-h-a-l-m-a-n on twitter and youtube and uh kendallhallman.bandcamp.com or whatever, however, Bandcamp websites are formatted, uh, uh, and uh, uh, upcoming the Katarn Collection is my up- upcoming podcast that will be um, probably on the Kendall Cast uh, podcast feed, uh, which uh, is where I stick my random podcasts that I don't usually post, but now I'm going to post, uh, and um. Everybody have a good Valentine's Day. Uh, oh, yeah. Audioentropy.com. Uh, listen to the podcasts and, uh, and um, like, donate to the donate link. And, uh, yeah, All Along the Watchtower is really good. And Teenagers with Attitude is really good. And Let's Place is really good. And I'm sure all the other podcasts are really good, too, but I don't listen to them. Um, Cosmic Call is actually kind of fun. Like I, I like that. I actually, I actually did listen to the first episode of Cosmic Call, yeah. and it's it's definitely a it's an interesting little uh, bit of uh, sort of long form improv. Yeah, um, I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. Like I listened to episode six recently, and the ending just it 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 had me laugh laughing to the point where people were looking at me. Yep, they're they're Luke and Ashley are funny people. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Um, 
And uh, until next time, uh, uh, slay some vampires. Don't sneeze on the dust. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so long, and thanks for all the fish. Protect your puppies. <laughs> Was a fake. The other cave people would rave. They didn't ask why. Why paint a bison in its dead? When did you choose the color red? What was the process in your head? He told their story. What came before? He didn't show. Not supposed to. Good night, everyone.